0: Hi, I'm Lori.
1: And I'm Kevin, and this is No Longer Ashamed.
0: We are survivors of childhood sexual abuse.
1: And we're here to share with you that if you're a survivor, you don't have to be alone.
0: Our logo is a salamander, and the reason is, a fire salamander can survive a fire, and you have survived a fire.
1: We want to help you with your journey to healing and hope.
0: We are all survivors together, and we walk this journey together. And you are not alone.
1: By telling our stories, we are hoping that you will have the courage to share your stories as well and find your voice. Because
0: stories are so important, and for so long I know that I wouldn't tell my story, but when I finally shared my story, that's when I got my freedom.
1: And this is our journey and your journey to healing and hope. So come with us. This is one of those places where I think there's a real big difference between men and women is stigma because for men, there's a, a lot of stigma. I think because most of the time when we hear about male survivors, it's because they're also perpetrators. They've right. done something, and so they get in the news, and it's told, oh, well, you know, in their past, they were abused, and, of course, they- So
0: everybody that's abused now would yeah.
1: Yeah, and so a, yeah. part of it is we hear about it. I mean, that's where stigma comes from. Stigma mm-hmm. is the myth about us. That have a grain of truth, but they're not completely true.
0: Right, but people latch on to. So when you were first going to share your testimony, yeah, that was a big deal
1: because you of the talk stigma. About, right, and and one of the the big deals was I, you know, I serve in church in Sunday school, and I know sometimes parents freak out if they find out you're a survivor because they think you, they can't trust you around kids.
0: Right, and tell tell us what your friend Kenny said.
1: Oh, he couldn't believe that people would think that way. He didn't, he never understood that that would be an issue. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had to basically explain to him, you know, that's part of my reality. I've lived with this all my life and I've heard all the stories about survivors and most of them are in the news when someone's a perpetrator and they become, you know, they do some horrible thing and then it's revealed that they were a survivor. So that's, of course, they ended up being a this horrible person
0: exactly and you know i think what really hit me was when you were talking about doing your testimony and kenny was like why are you doing this but you made a choice and Mm -hmm. you knew you fully knew that the day you gave that testimony might be your last day of service
1: yeah and i even explained that to my pastor and said, you know, look, if if there are parents that have issues, I want to know. I don't want to know necessarily who it is, but I just want to know that they have an issue and that I want you to know that I will gladly step down because I don't want any parent to feel their child know, is concerned about, you know, me being Around their kids, or me being teaching their kids, and we're very careful at church. There's always two adults. There's never just one adult teaching, and so forth. So there's never an issue. But you know, it's kind of you have to do that because you You have to protect yourself. You have to protect the kids, and you have to protect yourself. But here's
0: the thing: if if you were to know Kevin personally, that thought would never cross your mind. But the fact that people might think that it's heartbreaking. I mean, it was really hard for me to hear you say that, and then to see you. Be so frank about, I'm going to take this step. I'm choosing to take this step because my pastor asked me, but it might mean it's the end of ministry in this way for me. Yeah. It, it just made me really sad.
1: You know, I wasn't happy about it, but I had to prepare the pastor and because yeah. I was aware that that was a possibility, and I didn't know if they were aware of that. And
0: and that's really smart, and I think that people that are listening, if they especially are a man, that is something to consider. Probably they've already thought about it.
1: Yeah, you but, can't help it.
0: <laughs> right, but that if, if you are asked to share your story, that you share with your pastor what you think might happen. Yeah. Because that was really a big deal.
1: The stigma is different for men and women, I think, um, mainly because men don't talk about being survivors much. So the only time it's really in the news is when there's this widespread scandal of, you know, children being abused and there's all these boys in the Catholic Church or Boy Scouts or, you Mm. know. But a lot of the time we talk about men being perpetrators and how they were survivors. And
0: You know, here, here is the thing is it is a stigma. And even when you asked me to do this, this is not something I've talked about. And it wasn't like I won't talk about this. But I remember when I first, because I had repressed memories, and this is a place of shame for me. Because Dr. Dobson did a whole show about people with repressed memories that they've been hypnotized and they've made it up.
1: Oh, you're kidding. But when
0: you're a child and you repress your memories, it's because you, there's nobody healthy that you can tell.
1: Yeah, you have no safe place exactly. for those memories, right. literally.
0: And so for me, that was the stigma is I knew, number one, when I began to remember, I thought, oh, I can go on the Christian circuit and I can talk about how I recovered from this. But it wasn't just one person. Mm-hmm. And because we were set up in a dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. And then it came to the place where this isn't anything I could share. Number one, I didn't think anyone would believe me. Probably they would have, but I didn't think they would. And number two, I thought they would blame me because the perpetrators blame me. So if they blame you, isn't everybody else gonna?
1: For men, stigma is the part that we hear about all the time. So we wonder, you know, I know I wondered, am I going to turn out? being, you know, some kind of wreck because of this. I worried about it. I worried how I would function, you know, if there was going to be something wrong with me that Mm. was inevitable. But I think what really keeps stigma going is the fact that men don't come out and talk about their experiences and also that they are survivors. Um, Right. So
0: all we know is the ones in the news right
1: and because if more men came out and talked about it, i mean mm-hmm. there is some truth to the stigma and that's why it hangs on there are the people that become mm-hmm. perpetrators there are the people that become you know they end up on the street doing mm-hmm. drugs being homeless you know all those things yes i mean a lot of homeless kids come from abused families and that's why they end up on the streets because it's safer and they are looking for an escape out of their family but there are a lot of survivors that become really successful and mm-hmm. they become really good at certain things right. there's a lot of survivors that go into you know the medical field right because they can handle stress and they they're compassionate right. and empathetic
0: would you agree that the more successful or the higher their rank like you know doctor is a high rank that the less likely they are to share because they have more to lose
1: yeah and that's part of the problem is because of the stigma men are afraid to talk about mm-hmm. because they feel like it will be their downfall, it will bring their world crashing down on them, and well, so it might well. It, it didn't for me, yeah, which is so <laughs> um, good.
0: So, and you I know... think
1: more men, if we talked about it, they would realize it doesn't necessarily. I mean, I was afraid of all kinds of backlash repercussions, repercussions because of, and I really did not experience any of that, but.
0: And my experience with you sharing was I was watching you, but I was watching the audience because of what Mm. I knew you thought. And so many people were nodding. And at the end, I was really blown away by all the people that came to you and spoke with you and was compassionate.
1: And I I have experienced that throughout sharing. I think that's why I've become more willing to share is i've Mm -hmm. realized that people do want to help people do want to be compassionate
0: so what would you say to somebody who's listening and they're like i've never shared my story i think you would say share it but who do you share it with first If you're a man, because we'll talk about the difference of men and women coming up. But as a man, who do you go to first?
1: Certainly someone you trust and certainly someone you feel safe with, you know, Mm -hmm. really.
0: Right. You just don't just stand up on stage and say this (laughs) happened, right? No. You've got to build your tribe.
1: Yeah. I think someone who you think can handle it because Mm -hmm. not everyone handles it the same. (laughs) Also consider their relationship to the perpetrator if they know the perpetrator and
0: well and talk about stigma you know my ex-husband is gay Mm -hmm. and when we divorced I, I will never forget some people came to me and said we heard that he was inappropriate with your children this is what I said you stop that right now that is not true Because he was gay, there was a stigma and an assumption. And I will tell you, with everything in me, and my kids are adults now, so I believe if something happened, they would tell me. That was not an issue. Yeah. But people go there and then when yeah, people go there, right? Yeah. That is a stigma. That the is stigma a stigma equals people going there.
1: And it's because that's what they know. They have such a narrow focus or they've had such a narrow or limited experience. Well, and, and it's fear. And it, it's
0: it's fear. fear like right, it could happen to me, it could happen to my family. If it happened to you, you're this good guy and if it happened to you, so we have to make it into something to kind of protect ourselves. Yeah. And for me, you know, I didn't talk about it for many reasons. It felt too big and one thing that I did notice was if I shared a bit of my story, people would say, "Oh, my story's nothing compared to you." And mm-hmm. I never want to negate somebody yeah, else's story yeah. ever. You don't Every story matters.
1: Shut shut them down or make right. them feel like, "Oh, I have nothing to complain about.
0: Exactly right, and here's the thing: is what I hear you saying is men aren't likely to talk about it. But will you please?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Will you please? I mean, we need to get past the stigma, and the only way to get past it is for men who don't fit the stigma. Right, and you know, I fought against the stigma my whole life. When, Mm -hmm. especially when I started sharing, and it was, I knew the stigma. You know, all the things they said. But I also knew that wasn't true about me, but I knew it's kind of the common misconception.
0: You know what I remember when, before I met you, because your wife and I have been friends for years and years, and I was actually getting married to a very abusive man. Yeah. Didn't know that at the time. It's not my kid's dad. But I remember her telling me that she was dating you and that you had been through sexual abuse. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I had no idea Mm. at that moment in my life. And I was, I was was over 40 but it never occurred to me that men had been sexually abused
1: and that's part of it too is it's hard to share sometimes because you feel like you're being a burden oh, I know I really? felt like that sometimes when I did talk about it, it was a burden on people and
0: mm, I'm sorry
1: it is it's hard and at that time it wasn't a burden on me as much as it was just for them to mm-hmm. realize it's, what yeah. I've been through
0: It's hard for people to listen. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, I would say, if you can handle it, say, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Be curious. Ask the questions. Be a great listener. Because especially for men, I feel like women have more opportunities and more places yeah. And more sympathy. I see on Facebook all the time, things will come up and someone will say, oh, I hear you. I feel for you. Whereas with men, I don't think they would <laughs> ever, ever post on Facebook. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying that that's the place to post. But what I'm no, saying is, no,
1: not a good it's idea.
0: almost like men don't have the same rights. That's what it feels like.
1: We don't share the same ways and we don't express empathy as much. Well, and, and that's part of the stigma is that um, if you're a victim, then you've been taken advantage, you're and weak. so you're weak. And, you know, really, a um, lot of the survivors were just kids, right. and they were advantage. Of course, they were advantage, They were babies. Or little kids, and they were taken advantage of someone. Generally, most of the time, it's someone they know, someone they trust, someone who right. is in a place of caregiving or protecting them. So
0: then you become an adult because you haven't dealt with it, and then you remember it. And when you remember, you remember as an adult. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get that. I was an innocent child. And that's where the mama bear comes in for women. Right. So the men don't have that mama bear. So they don't instantly connect with that. But mama bears are like, you were a kid. Mm -hmm. You didn't deserve this. So that's what we do for each other. Yeah. You know, but men, that doesn't happen with because there's just not that connection. They don't have that inkling of, I just heard a survey today about how um, women, when they protect their own children and when they when they see injustice, their brain has the same activity yeah. that we go to that mama bear, I'll kill for this kid. Yeah. And so men have a different protection mode. And so I think that's kind of the stigma difference. Is it is.
1: Men protect their wives their right. kids their you know they're the provider mm-hmm. but we you know looking out for each other is not i mean it's kind of a team thing you know we're all in this team together but right. we're all kind of trying to be this hero at the same time we all want to be the conqueror and you know be the leader where you know it's looked highly on being a leader. You know, right, that's who protector. we look up to. Yeah. And even when men display, you know, real empathy and, mm-hmm. you know, like looking out for it's almost looked down as yeah. kind of a feminine thing. Empathy and vulnerability is a feminine thing. Uh, Feature.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying because right now the male, the white male is under siege, under fire with what's oh, yeah. going on with yeah. all the protests, right? Yeah. It's against the privileged white male. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, it is like, how do you, you know, women say, I want you to be vulnerable. This is what Brene Brown says. If you can listen to Brene Brown, her podcast. Yeah, she yeah, she's says. She's amazing. Right. We want our men to be vulnerable and yet we hate them for it.
1: Yeah. So you we look are down getting upon them for exactly. being Exactly.
0: So you're getting this mixed message where women if we say we've been abused there is no mixed message. Yeah. Maybe if we tell a parent and they don't believe us For instance, I am a huge advocate of this I even talk about it in my book Did not see that coming Mm -hmm. Hope for the single parent Is when women put men before their children And then the child says This man is abusing me And the woman chooses the man Mm -hmm. over the child That is the place where we struggle But if a parent, if anybody believes us We have it so much easier than you do
1: Yeah, because masculinity is a funny thing. Being vulnerable, being a victim is a sign of Failure.
0: We have to change things.
1: Yeah. And that's why it is so important for men to talk about this, to be vulnerable, right? And to explain that the stigma isn't true all the time. It's only sometimes true and only rarely. I wish we had a percentage
0: because I think it is more rare.
1: I wish we had a percentage, but I don't think we can because no one talks about it. But
0: I remember when I was first, you know, coming out, remembering all of this, I remember hearing on the news well of course they did this they were abused Mm -hmm. and and what came out was anybody this is what was put on society anybody that's been sexually abused will re-abuse that is is the thought that came with it Mm -hmm. and that is not the truth yeah and i would say if you are if you are a man and you have suffered from sexual abuse and you don't know where to go counselor is good but go to kevin Private message him below And talk to somebody Because number one You will feel so much better If you tell somebody Who's been through it Because there's that validation And validation I tell you That is the biggest thing When somebody can validate What you're going through And if you tell somebody Who's not going to validate you You're likely Right To backpedal
1: It makes it so much harder Yeah That was why I was so fortunate When I was first Recovering (laughs) Going through therapy To have the The men's group Where we we did validate each other yeah. we did we were vulnerable with each other we
0: but it took you stepping out and saying it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and finding a group which was really brave and scary.
1: Everything about it was then, scary at that time. And then
0: you had already talked about it. You'd already recognized it. And then you met your new wife, mm. right? So that's something that when you are in a new relationship, right, they need to know. Yeah. And so that was vulnerable and scary. What if she said?
1: Yeah, I, I basically told her right away because yeah. I didn't want it to be a secret yeah. or to come out later. Yeah. But it's hard, you know, when you first meet someone huh. and you're, you're attracted and you start to have a relationship and you have to say, By
0: the way, By
1: the way there's this thing mm. that you're probably going to find out about sooner or later. So mm. we're going to do it now.
0: And think about this. So a woman responding to a man who's Mm -hmm. been abused, which you picked the right woman because she totally was on board. But then think about this. A woman telling a man that she's met and maybe going to be in a relationship with, he's going to be like all protective or he's going to be like, I don't think so. Right? Because they don't know how to cope. And same with women. If you would have got a woman that couldn't cope with that, that is the um, deal breaker.
1: Deal breaker. And and I think for women, a lot of the stigma is being ashamed of what happened to you and having to, if you later on, you meet someone and Mm -hmm. you become interested and then you have to tell them about it. Some men might not deal with it real well. Mm -hmm. And if the woman tells them, you know, I was abused, they might think, oh, you know, this is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. The main issue with stigma is there is some truth to it, just enough to keep it going.
0: Yeah. And here's what I think we have seen in the past two weeks with Mm -hmm. what is going on. Okay. So we're living in COVID, we're living in isolation, and then we've got these protests going on, which people are standing up. And to me, what, what I'm really realizing is whoever I am, whatever is true about me, I have not only the right, but The obligation to share, because if I don't share, maybe somebody else who's gone through what I've gone, I've gone through isn't going to speak up. And so the fact that you spoke up, I mean, I hold you in the highest regard and you know that. And I came to watch you and I was scared because of what you told me. I was a little fearful, but I looked at you being so brave and that's what I want for Mm -hmm. you. I want everyone to be able to tell their truth yeah. and get free from being a victim, free from the, the lie that it's your fault, free from the stigma which yeah. goes with it. And we can't put our heads in the sand like a flamingo. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about end of life, I have a friend who's a hospice nurse mm. And I'll tell you why she's so good at it, because she understands and she she sees these people out. And the biggest regret is what they didn't say, Mm -hmm. what they didn't share. And, you know, if we only get one life here, if I have one life I have shared and I'm sharing now, and if it makes a difference in anybody's life, then that is my purpose here on Earth.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to face what we've been through, but I think in order to help people that are going through or have gone through what we've been through, mm-hmm. it's important to show that there is hope, that there right. is healing, that, you know, you can get through what yes. you need to get through. And
0: and there is support, but you have to look really for it. There is really good support. And that's what you did. You looked for it. You yeah. found a webpage, and then as things went on, then you decided I got to share this. Yeah. And this is now another support, right? And
1: I think like I just basically felt like I had to share because no one else was talking mm-hmm. about it from the The survivors point of view i mean yeah. they talked about all these things that were happening to these kids mm-hmm. and yeah. plenty
0: of shows for women and when you think of oprah the despair of the men sharing versus the what happens when women share we're like on fire we're gonna you know we're gonna make a difference but when the men shared that was such a huge thing And ended up feeling like no hope because it was so new and because men don't get to share. And when when you think about it, especially if you're abused as a child, then that becomes your reality and that becomes your behavior. And so we may be behaving a certain way that we don't even understand. So for instance, women maybe might be more promiscuous. Now, I do know, I I don't want to broach the whole gay issue, but I do know Mm -hmm. that there are many gay men that were abused. Yeah. And that is that is why they are gay. Now I know there's a whole lot of other things. I have no judgment. I mean this is reality.
1: Well, and that's the thing with stigma is there is some element of truth, but for like the majority of survivors they aren't. They don't turn out gay, even if the abuser was a man. Mm -hmm. And even if the abuser was a man and they were stimulated by it.
0: So here's another thing. Then if they have children, they're afraid of their children. If they don't if you don't talk about it, then you don't don't get that relief and then you distance yourself from your children because you don't you know you're not going to abuse them but you are making that barrier and you don't have to do that if you speak the truth if you tell somebody that can change your whole relationship with your family
1: yeah and also you're afraid of your children finding out afraid of the secret getting out and Mm -hmm. afraid of how that will affect them and your relationship to them so you hide it from them but you're you're hiding yourself what you know you're hiding your reality you're hiding right. your truth from your kids, from your family.
0: Right. And here's the other thing. When we hide it, if it was our family and we hide it, we may think, oh, that happened to me, but it would never happen to my children. And we may yeah. allow our children access
1: yeah. when you hide to it, that person, right? In a sense, when you hide it, you're protecting the, the perpetrator. The mm-hmm. And um, whether or not they are still perpetrators, do they deserve to be protected? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard. but
0: You know we have a world word for that. It's called Mm. codependence. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big deal. Are we codependent? Are we protecting people because we don't want them to suffer? What would happen if they shared their story? But I will tell you that sharing your story is so important and and sharing it with the right people, Mm. people that will believe you and hear you. And if you may never share it with your family, you may, but that's not what's important. What is important is that you share it.
1: Yeah. Especially... If we're ever going to get rid of the stigma. Yes. Because the real truth is hiding behind the stigma.
0: And, you know, we're just hearing so much about, like, I'm a life coach. It's like, be you, be the authentic you. And how can I coach somebody? How can I speak into somebody's life if I'm not honest about mm-hmm. my life and what I've suffered? And I don't even, at this point in my life, I don't see it as suffering because when I look back, I, I know everything that happened in my life has brought me to where I am today. Now, I'm not saying it's okay, you know? but what I'm saying is in being honest and being in sharing and telling a counselor and being willing to do the hard work, right? It's hard work, yeah, but so. being willing to do that work is gonna make the difference, and it's freedom. I, I just can't express enough the freedom,
1: yeah, freedom from the stigma because right. you're proving yourself, proving to yourself, and proving to those around you that the stigma doesn't stick to you, it doesn't mean everyone's that way.
0: And the stigma says you are not worthy, you are not valuable, yeah. you are not loved. And what God says is you are worthy, mm-hmm. you are loved, and you are valuable. And, and the matter. enemy. If you are a believer, you know the enemy wants to steal that from you. Yeah. He wants to steal your life. He wants to steal. And by speaking it out, we silence the enemy.
1: Yeah. And and keep him from having an effect on others. Mm-hmm. Because that... Uh, part of it is if we don't speak our truth then the men that come after us Mm -hmm. will be still afraid to speak their truth.
0: Right. So you're a pioneer. You are braving the way. You are saying, here is your place. Here is your safe place. Share what you're going through. Be willing. And honestly I feel like, Kevin, what you are offering is share your story but you're also offering that there is hope. Yeah. It's it's not the despair that has often gone with men Mm -hmm. sharing their story. And we know plenty of men, plenty of Christian men, they all have the right to share their story, to be heard and to be believed and to be healed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think part of what encouraged me or inspired me to do this podcast was I heard about, you know, a real famous musician that killed himself and he was a survivor of abuse and mm-hmm. he, he was open about it, but I think he still struggled with a lot of the issues, a lot of the stigma. Stigma. And mm-hmm. and he killed himself. And I felt like if there's any chance to to give someone hope, Mm. then we need to talk about this. We need to get it out there and talk about it because there's so little hope for male survivors it's mm. just you bottle it up because you know really no one wants to hear your story it seems like no one wants to know your story because they they assume they know your story or
0: they can't handle it mm-hmm. and and i think that's where where your bravery you know that you stood up in you stood up in a time where that wasn't heard of and when i stood up when i went to counseling it was the late 80s early 90s and my counselor said this is is really new that people are able to say what happened and have people believe them in the past. And so this was what, 30 years ago that, yeah. you know, people had to just stuff it and deal with it. But now we're talking about it. And now is, is the best time to yeah. speak your truth and find that safe person. Because if you don't find the safe person, you're going to be shut down. So if it's here in this podcast, private messaging us, if it's a pastor who, you know, will support you tell your story.
1: Yeah, don't be afraid of the stigma because, I mean, part of it is I think I was sensitive to the stigma because I was so hyper aware of it because being a survivor every time I heard about and I think a lot of people don't have set judgment upon survivors. There is varying... Mm-hmm. Levels of you know whether or not people believe the stigma, mm-hmm. and so you you never know how people really are going to act or react when you tell them or yeah. talk about being a survivor. Yes. And frankly, most of the time, it's been you know very supportive mm-hmm. for me. That's um,
0: good to hear. That's really so yeah, good. Yeah, I to mean,
1: hear. I was often more afraid than I needed to be. Huh. <laughs> I actually was <laughs> actually pretty much all of the time. I was more afraid than I needed to be. I got a lot more support than I expected. Mm. And I think you would be surprised that, you know, what you are imagining will happen and what does happen is often really different.
0: I love that so much. It's like, isn't that what we do? We go, oh, I can't tell anyone because blah, 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 blah. We assume what we know, but are we willing to find the safe people and just see?
1: Yeah, and fear is being afraid of the unknown. I mean, that's what fear and Mm -hmm. that's what, you know, we're afraid of what we don't know. So, if we never try it, we will never learn that people really do want to support you and want to be sympathetic and, and try to help
0: and walk the journey because it is a journey right it's not like oh this happened and now i tell it and it's over it's a journey of healing and we all want to come together and it's it's so interesting that we do this together because there is this different stigma between men and women but also that we are both survivors however that looks whatever it looks like and that just speaking the words that somebody might say oh my gosh i can do this too oh my gosh i can share
1: that is what i hope
0: Right. That's what we all hope.
1: Just for someone else to break through. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if we do this podcast and only one person ever it's listens worth it, and right? <laughs> you know, has a breakthrough, that's a, all I can hope. I mean, I just want mm-hmm. to be able to help that one person yeah. get to the point of getting help and getting hope in their lives because I know it's there.
0: And as we wrap up what I what I really want to say is, number 1, you were so intentional about getting help. Mm-hmm. You look for help for me, it was a survival tactic. What happened was I sort of fell apart as a mom and I had to get counseling and I had to figure out what had happened. I'd had yeah. panic attacks. I didn't understand it. And so going to counseling helped me to uncover that. Yeah. And so I feel like for you, you, re, you know, you found this place, you are intentional. However you come about it, there is a support group. However you come about yeah. it there is a support group for you and if you if you happen to find a group that doesn't serve you well there is a better group
1: Yeah find find the group there that helps is, find the way that right? helps you
0: There is help Keep
1: keep trying
0: Don't keep stuffing share it tell it however you need to whoever you need to but find your safe people because You are going to be free. When you begin to get healing, you will not. You can't even imagine the freedom you will feel.
1: And for anyone who's listening, if you do need resources, if you are looking for some sort of help, we are listing our the resource page on our website. And there's a lot of different resources. There's Mm -hmm. books. Depending on where you are, I know for me, first I read about it. You know, I read. That was me too. And then I went to counseling, and then I went to group (laughs) therapy. But you know, and there's stages of healing and stages of your your process. So books are good.
0: For instance, you went to alcohol, to drugs. I never did. I was the good girl. So I didn't know how to numb it except for by being good. So there's different ways of coping too.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of resources. We Mm -hmm. have books, we have websites, we have list of ways to find therapists Mm -hmm. and you know just try whatever helps you now and helps you to get to the next step and i think um of course we would love to hear from you Mm -hmm. and hear where you're at and what we can do if we can pray for you yeah so please let us know we would love to pray for you so that's it for today
0: we are going to have a prayer time if you want to stick with us if not we believe in you
1: We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories.
0: If you like this podcast, please rate and review, because that's how other people can find us, and we really want to spread this message. So I feel like, on that note... (laughs) On that
1: note, let us pray for you. And Father, I just thank you again for all your blessings. And I especially thank you for anyone who's listening, that you would be a presence in their lives right now and a presence of grace and hope and love in their lives. Just pray that you would reach down to them and lift them up from where they are and bring them closer to your embrace. Lord, I just pray for your loving embrace in their life right now and help them to be reassured that there is hope in their lives and they do have they do have a purpose and that you love them unconditionally, mm-hmm. Lord. And I just pray they would feel that love from you.
0: And Father, I pray that if you are feeling that where was God in all this is that, you know, God has given us a free will. And because of that, people suffer. Mm. But on the other hand, I, I can say with every being of who I am, that I love my life today. I would not be where I am without what I went through. Now, I'm not gonna say I wish I went through it, but what I am gonna say is that because I was able to speak the truth, get healing, be forgiving, accept forgiveness, and be forgiving, mm-hmm. that I can honestly say, today I have the life I love. Thank you,
1: Jesus. And it is because of you, because mm-hmm. of your hope in our lives right. that we we can have hope. Um, mm-hmm. It's that unconditional love that you give us that gives us hope.
0: And that you don't want us to keep secrets. You know our heart of hearts.
1: Yes. And you're not ashamed of us. Mm -mm. In your name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen.